welcome to day two of the Land Forces Africa podcast, courtesy of the African Defense Review. I'm the managing editor, John Stupart, and uh, today we focused on the defense floor, the defense industry floor, and uh, spoke with some of the exhibitors. Um, today we will talk a, a bit with the Saab South Africa president, Magnus Lewis Olsen, on any, everything from Grippens to command and control systems, and speak a little bit with Boeing as well on the need for strategic airlift in South Africa. Uh, first up here is Magnus Lewis Olsen from Saab South Africa. So, yeah, all right. So, Magnus, thank you very much for uh, for, for meeting with me. Um, we just, I think, first thing first, Grippens dealing with uh, you know Sea Squadron and the, the Grippens yeah. looking at the obviously this year you've got huge huge budget restraints within the Air Force, um, but I mean in terms of maintenance, how does Saab actually work? Um, with the Air Force, you know, at least this year and going forward, um, in terms of you know maintenance repair for these uh, for these aircraft now. Well, look, since since first delivery, we've been uh, having what's called an interim support contract, where we gradually, year by year, have done uh, support for the aircraft. Of course, the the Air Force does, they do their own support, mm. but we we stand for the background support, the service bulletins, and it's like quite a large office in Sweden that deals with uh, the whole fleet of Griffins around the world to make sure that the uh, configuration control and everything like that. And, uh, and right now, of course, the South Africa is going through some dire straits in, in, in funding. They don't dire have straits. Yeah, they don't have a support contract, which is actually something that we hope to resolve during the, the autumn. But uh, the fact that they are living without a support contract puts uh, well puts them in a bit of a problem. They uh, absolutely because we have now what's uh, I think it's 12 Griffins in storage. I think uh, for long yeah. Term well, storage. you have you have all the 26 aircraft here, and you you are not flying that much with the aircraft usually. So yeah, you're not using you have the storage problem, and you have the, the problem with the actual aircraft that are here now. So. Uh, uh, well, there's no problem with the aircraft, but there's problem with the support. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, um, th th in terms of the storage, then theoretically speaking, I, I don't know. Maybe I should be asking a, you know, one of the, the sort of technicians about it. But in terms of bringing them out of storage, assuming the air force get a larger budget and at a later date, no, that's no problem. Um, getting them out of storage and getting them flyable again. Yeah, yeah, that's no problem at all. Okay. And, uh, as with all, all advanced equipment, particularly fighters, they like to fly. I mean, yeah. the more they fly, the better they go. Yeah. So uh, after a period of storage, you, you take them out, you do a, without knowing the exact details, but with my background, I'd probably say that we'll do a, uh, some sort of uh, maintenance checkout flight of the aircraft, so right. then, it's, then it's good to go. Okay, okay, fantastic. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, uh, that's quite encouraging. We, yeah. You know, we have from, you know, all the news you see, you kind of think, the, you know, that's it, they're going to sit there and get cannibalized for parts. No, no. I mean, it, it, I think that's that's a matter of uh, uh, how you look upon things, how you have mm. your own sentiment, your culture. If you, you don't do anything, yeah, they'll be standing there. But if you, as yeah. you say, you know, 
you take them out and start playing? Um, and then moving sort of towards the maritime side, obviously again, you know, budget restraints notwithstanding, there has been a stated requirement at least yeah, for, yeah. you know, for maritime patrol. Um, any progress or developments on the, the 340, the Saab 340? Well, we, we, uh, we have quite a few uh, um, discussions with countries in sub-Saharan Africa mm. on the aircraft because when it came down to AAD, it flew through sub-Saharan Africa after we've had uh, follow-on discussions after mm. that. And there are quite a few countries who look for that, this capability because there are more countries in South Africa that sort of have to live with this culture of uh, piracy and everything like yeah. that. So, yeah, we, uh, we're looking quite positively in some of the countries in Sub-Saharan Africa. When it comes mm. to South Africa, uh, we haven't heard so much. It's yeah. been quiet. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, West Africa? Uh, West Africa, yes. Interest also? Yes, there are interests in West Africa, both uh, uh, near South Africa, but also up in the uh, smaller countries on the, on the back of the, uh, on the southern West Africa, I would say. But, uh, of course, in those countries, although they are growing uh, quite rapidly, they, there are uh, funding issues. Yeah, of course, yes. of course. Although I remember um, at AAD you guys discussed a, a leasing option. I yes, and that's still open. Sort of a shaping, yes, and that's yeah. all uh, quite uh, topical that you say that we just came out of the conference because they spoke about oh, right. uh, uh, PPP or uh, public-private funding. Well, so, in uh, other words, renting a... Uh, renting more a or less, I mean... Uh, it's a little bit different from renting, but yeah. leasing is an option, and I yeah. think it, you know, in this particular case, it could be, it's quite an attractive option mm. because, uh, well, you can have the aircraft very quickly, mm. and you can have this aircraft for five or ten years while you think, is this the sort of uh, level you want to stay at, if you want to go big and go, uh, yeah. because obviously, we're uh, quite open about that, that the MSA is... Uh, uh, it's here, it's now, mm. and it's quite affordable, which mm. means that you can go bigger. Because mm. it was a, a civilian uh, yes, li yes. A, a, a airline, and then yeah, it was just uh, yeah, right? Yeah, it was a city hopper. Oh, right. And uh, then we stripped it and, um, uh, and changed everything that needed to be changed to give it another uh, 40 years lease of life. Right, yeah. And uh, it's actually quite a good aircraft for low-level flight as well. Mm. And then we've done the... Uh, what needs to be done to, to sustain marit the maritime environment. Mm. Normally that's actually the hardship. It's not the bumps and the uh, turbulence, it's the, or the uh, gravity. It's the salt. Yeah. It's the salt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Okay, so then, um, you, know, you know, away from, well, I mean, must be sticking a little bit with maritime, the Skeldar. Yeah. Um, updates or progress on that, on the, the maritime UAV? Yes, it's, it's doing very well. It has, uh, uh, we've got a contract uh, mm. with an unnamed customer, uh, and uh, that's a good start for the program, of course. Mm. And uh, I think that there Absolutely. is quite a lot of uh, countries that, that can see this capability in their, both in their, I mean, down here for mm. anti-poaching or for yeah, police or for, you know, so It doesn't have to be on the ship. No, know, no, no. It can still operate as a I can see surveying, you know, electrical uh, yeah. cables or whatever. <laughs> so, I mean, there's course, a lot yeah. of things. And then, of course, in the military application. But even in, you know, mining and mm. uh, surveying. So, yeah. 
it's quite small, it's quite easy to, uh, to operate, it's extremely easy to operate, I could teach you that in half an hour. <laughs> so it's, uh, no, it, it's, it's, I think it's a product for the future. Yeah, especially, I mean, uh, speaking frankly about African militaries, often it's, it's quite good to have that easy to, to train systems yeah, as well. Yeah, and, 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 uh, and it's not okay. just in Africa, in many countries where they, uh, where they, they don't want to spend the cost of training another pilot. Mm. Here, you know, the, the, the aircraft, you tell it where to go, you don't sort of fly it, you tell yeah. it. Take off, go over there, look just there, sign at the waypoints, and, yeah, and, and then, then come back. Yeah. And, and and you can just say that don't sit over this building, for instance, and do mm. a racetrack pattern. <laughs> Send me the picture back. Yeah, and then Absolutely. you tell him come home. Okay. So that's pretty good. I mean, the the, the complex bit comes with, for instance, on being integrated in on a ship, and it's going yeah. to land on the ship. It's one thing. It's smaller platform. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, and when uh, and the uh, the landing strip is going up and down three meters. And then your, uh, as well, your, your Battletech system, I believe, yes, was exported to yes, Malaysia. That, yeah, Malaysia. Yeah. But that, and if you look at the Battletech and the command and control, mm. we do sell that in South Africa and in Sub-Saharan Africa. Mm. Yeah. And variants on the uh, on the command and control, like the MPs and the glucose tracking, mm. even there, just like Skelda, it doesn't have to be in a military sense. Mm. People, again, uh, Surveying parks and mm. rhino for anti-rhino poaching, following the uh, mm. uh, the guys around to see if, if they report in, you can see on the screen mm. where exactly where they are. Yeah, absolutely. So that's absolutely. Uh, that's one of those things. And then we we try to break into sub-Saharan Africa on the civil security market. Okay. Because we do a lot. I mean, Saab is maybe mostly known for the Griffins and our Augusta and those the flashy things. systems. Yeah. yeah. But we do a lot on civil security. Yeah. And, uh, and it's not just surveillance cameras. It's the control rooms. Mm. It's the, the whole software behind it. Mm. Absolutely. It's interesting. It's interesting. You've been in for a few in a few countries in sub-Saharan Africa. It's tricky. It's, it's a mm. different. Um, Environment that we yeah. used to, and then we do uh, we do uh, in Somalia, Mogadishu. We have a camp okay. that we do third-party maintenance. It's called. We do maintenance of all the trucks and vehicles up there that the UN work. Oh, I see. Okay, so, and they're about two, two and a half thousand vehicles. Mm. So, uh, so it's significant work. Yes, yeah, significant work. And I was just up there a couple of weeks ago. It's fantastic. It's in Mogadishu. In Mogadishu. How, yeah. how was Mogadishu? It was. Uh, it's just, it is, it's, today is not the perfect holiday resort. <laughs> Although I believe a holiday resort has just been opened oh up yeah, there. Oh yeah, when actually. you fly in there and you see the beaches, you think, oh my god, this yeah. can be really good. 
tropical but, paradise. Yeah, tropical paradise. But when you actually get down there, there's a little bit too many guns and too many uh, yeah. protection and... Uh, Still needed security yeah, and all that. Yeah. Although it's, it's, it's encouraging to know that, you know, you, you can actually, yeah, yeah, even yeah. though, you know, security Precautions must be yeah. made. You can actually still get an obligation yeah, for business. Yeah. yeah. Um, so went there to look at our uh, our activities, and we're building. Uh, it's very nice to go into our camp there because mm. I mean it's 50 degrees outside, and Mogadishu well, is what it is. They've been fighting there a long time, yeah. and it looks yeah. like they have fighting there. Yeah, absolutely. Then you go into our camp, and you know, it comes in perfect. <laughs> it's air conditioning. It's really, it's really nice. Yeah. And, uh, that's for, for the people who work at this third party maintenance mm. and also we can take other because mostly UN personnel up there. Mm. Okay. So it's quite good. That's fantastic. Then we have the uh, in Kenya we have a um, uh, I think we're gonna show some thing about this here on the video. We have mm. took the British uh, army training uh, camp in uh, in Kenya. Oh, right. Where they work together with the Kenyan army yeah. where we supply the uh, Mm. And that is quite fascinating. They Would that be through the stabilization group then, the, the British? No, the, no, no, no. It's, they got a, a, it's an actual actual training camp. They okay. got, I think, uh, 150 officers living there all the time. Mm. And then they, they, every army unit in uh, in uh, the UK has to go through that six-week course. Oh right. Okay. So it's and, and they got everything, you know, all the trucks and all the vehicles and everything. Mm. Everything has got the the Saab um, training system components on them, so yeah. you can shoot that, and the Kenyan oh, body as well. So it's, it's it's quite impressive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, now, so there's a lot of activities. Right. Okay. Um, and then I suppose finally, anything any anything else that we haven't mentioned? Um, I'd like to talk more about Chaka, but I mean, that, I know that'll be a later yeah, presentation. So I'll save the questions for. No, I th I think that yeah. when it comes to the command and the command and control, I think we have quite a lot of openings, not just in South Africa, mm. but of course we're hoping to uh, to get onto the the current programs in South Africa with our equipment. Yeah. Should be a good chance of that. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. you even just looking at the mock-up, uh, you know, and the mumba you have yeah. outside there. I mean, yeah. looking at it at your at your premises, it was very impressive yeah, yeah. to see. It is, it is um, impressive. And, and all then the components coming together. Then here, this particular land force, we've actually brought in a branch of SARS called Barracuda mm. to make uh, signature management. Okay. Which is camouflage nets, mm. but advanced ones that cool down and uh, that you can't see on the. Uh, so and it's it's all anything from just the old PVC, the the, the sort of camouflage mat, to the super advanced ones that will uh, protect you from Interesting. So they are here, yeah. Okay. And that's the first. Idea. Is that is that outside? Yeah, that that's outside. You have one of the PVC nets outside, but you can talk to the guy out there. Yes. Yeah, so so it's a pretty impressive stuff. Okay. That's fantastic. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So they come over from. Uh, we've got a plant in the U.S. and one in Sweden. Mm. And those, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. And that's it for day two. Uh, Coming up tomorrow, we will discuss ammunition for Africa with uh, Donnell and PMP and also cover a lot of the conversations and seminars being held within the actual seminar panels tomorrow at Land Forces Africa, including but not restricted to um, the notion of a SADAC Special Forces team presented by Brigadier General Rizani Mapuanya, General Officer Commanding of the SA Special Forces. Definitely someone to listen to. 
If you like this podcast and want to get more information and coverage of African defense affairs, please feel free to come through to our wonderful website. It's www.africandefense.net. Whether you're American or Commonwealth, it doesn't matter. Put it in how you know and it'll come through. That's africandefense.net. Cheers.